0: Trying to make positive changes in your life is a marathon, it's not a sprint, and where a lot of us guys keep messing up, whether that be with our health, our wealth, our relationships, whatever, is that we keep trying to turn marathons into sprints, and sprints into marathons. This is the Becoming a Better Man Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jason Wright, where we talk about real men with real feelings, all sharing our search to become the best version of ourselves possible. And what it takes to get us there. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright, and in this week's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about a problem that a lot of us guys have, and it's pretty widespread. Like it's it's broad strokes across the spectrum, um, but it's something that specifically, after talking with multiple guys, working with multiple guys, I've seen it happen over and over and over and over again. And the thing is, is that we don't seem to know like one speed. You know, like what's the safe speed to go? Uh, we tackle fitness, we tackle business. we tackle problems like all or nothing right all or nothing. Uh, if any of you guys are catching this on the the live stream because this is the first time i 'm ever trying to do a live stream episode of the becoming a better man podcast um, if that 's you like raise your hand in the comment section because guys it's it 's like we don 't know middle ground right like how many times have we tried to to go too far trying to solve a problem. Like we've, we see an issue and we're dedicating ourselves in that moment to fix it and we think I've got to do everything I can in my power right now. Everything else goes on hold. I've got to figure out how to fix this right now. Okay, I'm, I'll be the first one to raise my hand and say I'm guilty of it, right? Like it's so easy to get distracted by the problem that we don't see all the other things that are going well, um, that we need to pay up, Equal amount of attention to, just for the sake of it's it's an ego thing, it's a pride thing. I don't know exactly what it is, um, but the fact of the matter is that we tend to focus all our energy and efforts on this new present danger that we have to be able to tackle. Okay, um, one of the specific things I want to talk about this week. I was having a conversation with a client, and it was talking about how you know we were getting started with a brand new program. Okay, like, like this person, uh, you know, minimally active, right? Mentally active, uh, used to be a fantastic athlete, wants to be able to start to reclaim some of that former glory, right? Like, God bless him, more power to him. Here's the problem, though a lot of, a lot of the time, our minds are telling us that we are capable of still doing what we used to be able to do. And that's just, like, reckless and irresponsible, right? We do ourselves a disservice when we think that way. Just because we can do it doesn't mean we can recover from it as equally fast as we used to. Am I right? So the issue is, a lot of times we get started with something. And there's there's two categories that, that we tend to fall into here. The first category being, Like I'm, I'm wanting to go from zero to a hundred like yesterday. So bring me up to speed. All right. If, if this is you, like right now, I know you're sitting there listening to this, you're shaking your head. Like, yeah, that's me. Like, absolutely me. I've been that guy. You're not wrong for being that way. Like you're not a bad person. You're not, uh, you know, I'm not here to tell you that I'm right and you're wrong, whatever, but have you learned that lesson, right? Have you seen that play out? In a, in a negative way, whether it be your recovery time, you've got a bunch of aches and pains you weren't, <laughs> you weren't expecting, you can't get off the couch for the next three or four days. Like, that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about here. Or, like God forbid, you go too far, you get an injury, you flare up an old injury, whatever the case might be. The fact is that we tend to think that more is better, and it's not always better. Okay, More of the right thing is better. Okay. With a medication, more of the right dosage is better. If we have zero of that medication in our life and we need more of it in order to solve the problem with our health, like we take the prescribed dosage, the right amount, does a great job. Right? You go too far, you overdose. You don't take it at all or you you underdose, you don't solve the problem. So that's that's the first category that we fall into. We go all out and we think that I've got to make up all this ground of all the guilt that I'm experiencing, all the shame that I've inflicted upon myself for slacking off for so long and not prioritizing my health or my fitness. Or um, let's just keep it at that. Let's just keep it at that, right? Like I'm not going to go down the the well of, of business or relationships or anything this week. Let's just keep it to fitness. So we think that we need to make up all this ground. But then there's the other camp. The other camp is, I need to really ease into it. I need to really ease into it. And that's okay. But here's the problem. Are you easing so slowly that nothing in your life can detect that you're doing anything to move yourself forward on that new path? Right? Like you're telling yourself, all right, today's Monday. I kind of I hit a wall today. Next Monday, that's when I'm starting. And then Sunday night hits. And then you're getting really stressed out about the week. And you're like, ah, you know, I just, I went too hard. I had had too many drinks tonight. Like, it's going to roll over into tomorrow. I'm not going to feel like working out next week. Right? So next thing you know, it's been like, you missed out on a month of getting started. Just because this Monday wasn't the Monday you were ready to pull the trigger. And that's okay, but... Don't lie to yourself and act like you're not aware of this. So you first of all you have to identify which camp do I fall into? Am I going too hard or am I barely creeping up off the starting block? Okay. That can determine where you end up in the in the scheme of things, right? So are you going to end up the person who has who might have a specific goal, you know, for their exercise, uh, consistency, or, um, if, if there's a, like an urgent need for a, a weight loss situation, or if it's just for vanity sake, like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to judge you. I don't like to give people stuff to do just for vanity purposes, but if that's what your goal is and, uh, and that's where you're focused on trying to put your energy and your effort, by all means like, go for it, man. You're like good for you. Cause it's better than doing nothing. You're actually benefiting your health and that's what matters the most. So Um, if you're going down that road of being the guy that's trying to go too far, you're not going to be that person. Like you're not going to hit your goals because you're going to burn out. Like, here's what I've seen happen time and time and time again since like 2006. Okay. So we talk, we're talking a few years here. Here's what I've seen happen. The guys that go all out from the starting block, they are not the ones who see the finish line. Okay? I'm going to repeat that for you in case we got some new kids coming into the classroom. You know what I'm saying? If you're the guy that tries to start out of the blocks too fast and go too hard, you will not see the finish line. Okay, It's too much to have to change. It's too much. Your brain, your body, your emotions, like none of it can handle that. It's way too much change all at once. It's not safe. It's not smart. And what happens is if if you're lucky enough to be able to avoid a physical injury or some sort of physical overuse to where you suffer uh, the consequences later, then mentally, you're not able to maintain that level of consistency with a brand new habit that you just tried to develop overnight. It's impossible. right. So you don't see the finish line yet. Here we go. Every three months, six months, 12 months, we're going to start back over again. Like, this is my time. This is when I'm going to do it. And we think, boom, starting first thing Monday morning, we're throwing out all the junk food. We're going to be doing cardio in the morning. We're going to be lifting weights in the afternoon, sticking strictly to the diet. No more alcohol, no more sugar, no more carbs. And it's just like, guys, it's not realistic. It's It's not wise, okay, I'll put it that way. It's not wise to be able to just try and go from the jump all the way to, like, full sprint mode. It's not wise because it won't get you anywhere, okay? Now, conversely, we're going to the other end of the spectrum here. It's the, I can't get started, but I'm really trying to get started camp, okay? we keep thinking that, oh, you know, this Monday is a wash, so next week, that's when I'm starting. Because there's no sense starting something on Tuesday. And so what happens is, you end up honestly never seeing the finish line either. Because, and, and, and let me define what, is, what the finish line is. Um, let's say a, a good, healthy finish line would be that, you know, I'm able to consistently move my body, in the form of an exercise format, three to four days a week for 10 over the next 12 weeks. That is a fantastic, realistic goal to set. Okay? And it's, it's just focused on the fitness part. All right? Yes, nutrition is vital. Yes, sleep is even more vital. Yes, stress management is a key component. But we're just talking about one specific goal for one specific thing. All right. That is the goal. And I'll even preface it in a little bit different way. Perhaps what we've been viewing as the goal shouldn't be the goal. Okay. Circling back to saying that the slow starters don't seem to see the finish line either is that. Um, you know, it, it becomes too arduous. It's too much of a, a hill to climb at that pace to be able to maintain any kind of energy or momentum to keep going forward. All right? If we keep starting slow over and over and over and over again, we don't see the finish line because it takes too much effort to get all the way across that finish line from start to finish. It's too far of a distance because we're going too slow. OK? This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Trying to make positive changes in your life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And where a lot of us guys keep messing up, whether that be with our health, our wealth, our relationships, whatever, is that we keep trying to turn marathons into sprints and sprints into marathons. Let me repeat that. We keep trying to turn marathons into sprints and turning sprints into marathons. Okay. So let's get back to setting the goals and what is a goal? And is a goal a realistic thing to even shoot for? I stopped worrying about goals with my clients. um, At least a good three months ago, four, no, five months ago, once COVID hit, once COVID hit and I lost the majority of my clients, That's when I realized, like, there's a different way to do this, okay? And the wrong way to do it was the way that I was trying to watch what everybody else was doing who had seen some success in the the fitness realm, the coaching realm, the physical therapy realm. Like, I I got it all twisted. I was trying to see what everybody else was doing. Instead of what I felt based on not just the research, not just the, the current evidence, not just what I've seen over the years, just from a sheer scientific standpoint and experience, but um, but also what I knew from my own experiences, and what I knew from the experiences of talking to my close guy friends, and unfortunately enough, some of the the male clients that I've been able to have over the years who have really opened up and helped me see a different side of things that I couldn't totally see from my perspective, okay? And so this is this is a lot like just kind of like current events and, and just like human decency 101. I got new information from different perspectives that didn't totally come from the perspective that I saw it from. And so I took it into consideration and I digested it all and then I formulated a new approach, right? A new thought, a new opinion, a new... Uh, a new stance to take on how I helped set goals for clients. Okay, again, I'm I'm dipping in and out of metaphor, metaphors and and things like that. But but follow me here. Um, the The problem is not the fact that oh you've got to set more goals. Oh, you got to stick to your goals. Like that's not the problem. Okay, guys, like anybody that's telling you that you need to set better goals or set your goals higher or set more realistic goals, like stop, stop listening to that because everybody's got the same freaking goals. (laughs) Everybody has the same goals. Everybody wants to, to look the way that they did when they were 20. Hope that again, Lord willing that you were in like amazing shape at the age of 20. Not all of us were, but uh, I know I wasn't, but Stop like thinking that that is your goal, right? The goal is not, I want to be a size such and such by this time. Mm -hmm. Stop that. I want to be X amount of pounds by my next birthday. Great goal, like great ambition. Mm -hmm. Stop setting the goal like that. That's not ideal, okay? You're setting a goal in the, in a form to where it's something external, right? It's something that you can't like you have some control into how you influence it, but you don't have all the control over the outcome. Right. And that's, that's why I don't make those kinds of guarantees to my clients. (laughs) Like when we're on the phone or there's somebody brand new that I'm trying to work with, I don't tell them like, yes, absolutely. You're going to get to this number on the scale, this pant size, this dress size, this shirt size, whatever. Um, it's, there's a lot of stuff we can't control, okay, and that's, I'll be the, like, I don't want to lie to you, I don't want to tell you some some bullshit and blow smoke, but here's what I do tell them, here's what I do know, if we're able to establish the consistent habits that will help chip away at the stone that is blocking your path forward, that's where you're going to get your your ideal life. Like that's where you're going to get the life that you're looking for. Right. And here's how we're going to use fitness by teaching you a level of uh, consistency and a healthy approach with a mindset focus that's going to be basically impermeable to whatever is thrown at it. Okay. Whether you're Working set hours in the office, whether you're traveling a certain duration of time during that window that you're looking to to start training to work towards this goal or this set of goals. I'm just, you know, I'm going to flip my language upside down right now. I'm going to stop saying the word goal because I don't want to confuse anybody. Systems are what I build for people. Systems are what you need to focus on. The systems are what's missing not the goals. We've all got the goal, right? Lose 10 pounds, get back in shape, be healthy. You know, maybe it's, uh, you know, decrease the need for my blood pressure medication, whatever. You know, I want to feel better about myself again. Those are the same goals that everybody has. If they're that easy to reach, why didn't everybody get there already? Like why did not everybody there? Right. And, you know, it used to be easy to fall in the trap to want to shame people like, well, no, you're just not disciplined enough. You just need to become a different person. You just need to to do better and and get over your stuff and stop blocking yourself from being successful. That's that's not what gets you there. Like it, that fear based, shame based. Um, I know it all. You don't know crap stuff like that doesn't work, man. Like you got to get down on people's level and. That's, that's the approach I take. Like, I'm going to meet you where you're at. And let's figure out how to get you where you want to go together. Period. Bottom line. That's it. That's really it. So how do you create the system? You have to create the system, but that's going to require some changes. Okay? We're not talking massive changes overnight. we got to be able to make some changes along the way. Incremental changes In the form of healthier habits. Kind of retraining your brain how to prioritize you over all the bullshit distractions, over all the detours that you try to take or that life tries to throw at you. To where that way, no matter if you're on vacation, if you're at work, if you're retired, you know, if you're you're taking meetings all the time, like it doesn't matter. The principles and the systems remain the same. It's how do we take what you're facing right now, every day, day in, day out? Where have you been? What's your experience been like, trying to, you know, integrate some, some form of system into your life before that kept you falling short from whatever you thought your ultimate goal was? Like, what are those things? Why aren't we looking at those things? from a, a, a teaching perspective. We don't. We think, my way is the only way, and it's here's how you get the goal. Well, no, it's not, like, you're not, you got to take the person into consideration. All right, so guys, if you're not factoring in all the things that have, have led you up to this point to m- make you want to make this decision, to want to, like, get your get your house in order so to speak then you're never going to be successful at maintaining the attempts and the necessity like the necessary uh consistency that's needed despite whatever comes your way so like we have to understand ultimately why don't you feel like you are worth this form of effort why don't you feel like you need to prioritize this Why are you so afraid that if you take your focus off of this, you know, whatever, all these things that you're juggling, if you take your focus off of one of the balls and start to put it on a different one? Like, it's, I don't know, it's, the human mind is so complicated and so complex, and the way that we think and the way that we respond to things and the way that, that inanimate objects will stir up a flood of emotional reaction It's so interwoven and complicated. Um, And for us to think that the human body is disconnected from the brain is like it's foolish. Okay. You know, it's one of the biggest keys to being successful with integrating a system that's going to set you up for success with whatever physical goal or aspiration that you might have is the fact that you need to. Understand how important your mindset plays into like every facet of your day. It's no secret that, and we all know this, yet we don't do it. That's the amazing thing here that I'm going to touch on in a second, too. But it's amazing how we all know that if you eat, you know, proverbial crap, then your body will feel like crap, right? It's impossible to to be quote-unquote healthy if you're not fueling your body with healthy things. I think we can all agree on that. I think that is widely enough known to where it's not some sort of novel thought. Okay, I'm not dropping any truth bombs on you right now that you're not already aware of. Yet, you don't do it, right? So it's because it's not convenient for you. You've, you've ingrained into your routine a set of habits and systems and And not all of them are self-serving, not in a positive way. Like, they tend to be a little bit more self-serving in a more uh, emotional way, right? So I I choose these less healthy options on a consistent basis, all right? They're not bad. There's no good food. There's no bad food, whatever. Um, But we consume more of the, the less healthy options on a more consistent basis than the healthier options, based off of whatever sort of response or reaction we're, tra- we're trying to chase, what sort of void are we trying to fill, okay? So understanding those s- sorts of things, that's what helps you better get a grip on why or why don't I prioritize what's best for me, okay? So when it comes to understanding, uh, you know, how to develop this, this system for success is looking much more deeply at what are, the, what are the smaller things that I can control, like right now? And, and honestly, it all starts with how you fuel your mind. We know that fueling the body is key, but we, for some reason, we're so ignorant, we're so arrogant, we're so uh, just closed-minded to the thought that I can just ingest all sorts of mental garbage all the time and be totally immune to it. And it won't affect me, and it won't affect the decisions that I make, the actions that I take, my treatment of other people, the way that I treat myself. It's bullcrap, guys. It's so stupid to think that the mind is immune to what the body is not. And more than anything, it's the the very deep understanding is that you cannot give your mind a bunch of negativity or a bunch of um, unhealthy thoughts or exposures or experiences or environments and think that we're just going to come out of it bulletproof. Like all that bull going to bounce off of us like bullets off Superman. It's not realistic. Yet we think that I can watch whatever I want to watch. I can read whatever I want to read and I'm still going to be the same person I always am and it's not going to influence me whatsoever and that's not true it's it's factually not true okay so how do we combat this how do we create the system to where that way we can start to um, put better fuel into our minds and take better care of our mindset so that way we start to establish better habits for our bodies okay and and one of the things I teach my guys is that it's, it begins and ends with how you start your day, period, bottom line. It begins and ends, write this down, with how you start your day because if you start your day reaching for your cell phone after you've turned off the alarm, trying to jump on Facebook, trying to jump on Instagram, trying to jump on freaking Snapchat or whatever else, uh, TikTok, whatever the bull crap, like, guys... I use social media to try and help reach more people. It's not to, to catch up with people's gossip or see what so and so is up to and bit a bit, bit. Like, stop, all right, just stop. And something that, that Greg Todd had had taught to me a long time ago and taught a lot of us is that you can either use social media or it uses you. There is no in-between. And so I've made the decision. And I've taught my guys how to, to make this decision, too, in that you cannot feed your mind with a bunch of negativity, because that's what social media, like, that's what social media is trying to, ultimately, at its core, is trying to promote engagement, and most of the time, people engage with more negative things than they do positive things. I've seen it before. On the rare occasion where I have posted something negative, trying to call out somebody for their um, Uh, irresponsible behavior, right, anonymously, but I I called them out for it. My comment section was flooded with people coming out of the woodwork to let me know what they really thought about me. You know, but 98% of the time, 99.9% of the time, when you go through my feed, it's nothing but positive things. No one interacts with it. And so it's a lot of it has to do with the algorithm, so it's not put in front of you, so you can't interact with it. Totally fine. I understand how that goes. I don't care about vanity metrics anymore. I really don't care. But it's so fascinating to see what will get pushed in front of you if you are taking a more controversial stance on something. right? If you use stronger language on something. Okay? So I've, I've, I've had friends tell me, dude, I miss seeing your... Uh, your your posts to start the day, your devotional posts that you share. I'm like, I'm still doing them. Okay? Facebook stopped putting it in front of you. Instagram stopped putting it in front of you. Right? So if you don't engage with it, it stops putting it in front of you. And it puts more things in front of you that you do engage with. That's a... It, I think a lot of people understand what the algorithm, like have heard the word algorithm and what it is, but they don't understand like how it really works. And so if you're starting your day with something that is based around an algorithm that's fueled by negativity to increase engagement, then you are setting the tone for your day. You know, and I'm drawing a blank right now, um, but that um, the officer uh, in the military who wrote the book talking about how like the, the best thing you can do for your day is to start off by making your bed because you're starting off doing something that you don't want to do that you're able to easily achieve and so now you're tricking your brain into being able to feel like it can achieve other things throughout the day and accomplish other things throughout the day like there's so much truth to that there's so much like brain chemistry that that supports that okay so that's why I encourage my guys, okay, if you can, set aside social media for times when you absolutely need to use it. But uh, William McRaven, yes, Paul, thank you, my man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Paul McRaven, he was the one who, who said that. But, it, you know, but I've seen it over and over and over again by other successful people who have become successful at creating sustainable lifestyle habits. For themselves. That's why they're successful and they stay there. Okay. So start your day with something that is going to positively fuel your mind. Cut out the negative crap. Seriously, like cut it out. It's, but we've conditioned our brains to where like, like, you know, you hear the ding on the phone or you hear a notification go off and you automatically think, Ah, uh, I need to. I didn't. Um, I need to see what that says. I need to see what that says. I wonder what that says. I wonder who it's from. I wonder what it's about. Right? Like the brain has been tricked into responding to that cue with that craving. So it's. I don't know. James Clear writes a great book called Atomic Habits, and he he refers to this about how, you know, there's there's cues and then there's cravings. And then that drives our actions. And it's, it's absolutely true. So when you start your day in a positive place, you know, like, for example, I have my guys because I'm a Christian. I attract Christian guys. I promote Christian Christianity and, and the beliefs that I have. And I don't push it on anybody. It's not, uh, I don't tell them it's, it's this way or the highway or whatever, but I tell them this is how I am. This is what I believe you can either choose to believe it if you don't already, or you can believe whatever else you choose to believe. That's totally your right, and I respect that. But if there's something that you don't start your day off with that is of a greater power, of a higher power, that blesses you instead of takes away from your life, then you are setting up your day for failure. And you might be thinking, but but, Jason, I don't, I'm not a failure. I'm successful. You know, I've got... Uh, a happy marriage and i've got a home and i've got a career you know fantastic good for you are all of those things in the place where you know that they should be right is your health in the place where you know that it should be in the way that you take care and fuel your body and and maintain it for the long distance run that we're here for are you taking care of it, or are you just letting it guide you through your day? Let me rephrase that. Are you trying to take care of your vessel of your body that's getting you through your life, or are you letting life happen to your body, and then you're trying to react as a result? Okay, so you start your day by winning the battle for your mind. Absolutely. I don't know if if it's just me, or every other guy that I've worked with, or um, any other client that i 've had in the past, or even a lot of my patients as a physical therapist, they talk about how they are the most like anxious and riddled with fear first thing in the morning, like when they 're coming up out of a sleep state, or right when they 're trying to fall asleep, right because all these other distractions from the day are letting the mind sit still, and when the mind's sitting still, it tends to ruminate on. Whatever negative things we've we've left rattle right around in the cage after the day's over with or before the day starts, and so trying to start the day by setting the tone in a positive way, you know, reading some scripture, praying, meditating, uh, some sort of, of daily morning mindset or devotional, whatever it is that works for you, something that serves you instead of something that is going to take away from you. That is, that's like step one. If you can start getting that down, then you can start looking at adding on other layers for your success. But another way that I build it into it is that I I start with that. And we're talking like just when you're getting eased into it, but you're still taking massive action, you're easing into massive action. Is that you start with something that's positive, but make it digestible. Something you can drink your coffee over. Okay, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. And then as that's starting to, to kind of float around your brain and you're starting to like really reflect on, okay, what am I going to do today? Who am I choosing to be today? Am I going to be the man that 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 is is consistent with making sure that his mind is healthy, that his body is healthy, that his business is healthy, that his relationship is healthy? Am I going to be that guy today? Or am I going to be the guy that just like turns on TV, lets Center run in the background, uh, rushes off to work, reacts to everything coming at me. I have no say in the matter. I'm just constantly reacting, putting out fires. And then I come home tired, fatigued, no energy, not showing up, not fully present because I'm, my mind's still trying to put out all the fires that I've had to experience throughout the day. And so how's that taxing my relationship with my significant other, with my friends, with my family, with my kids? Like what version of yourself are you taking home as a result of who you started your day as? So you start your day in the word, in some kind of word, in prayer, in meditation, whatever. Get your mind in a positive place. Start the day. Believe in yourself because there's something going to be telling you from the get-go every time you wake up that you can't do it today? I'm not going to edit out this pause. Think about it. Most days when you wake up, is there something telling you that you can't do it today? There's a way to fix that. Start off with something positive. I'm telling you, it, it will change your life. And we're talking about one thing. Just one. I'm not saying that you're going to wake up and you're going to do this. And you're going to do that. And then you're going to do 60 minutes of exercise. And then you're going to eat clean for the next six months. And you're going to do this. And you're going to do that. Like, no. Start off by serving yourself instead of trying to serve the world, other people, society, negativity. Stop it. Serve yourself first because my belief is that that that's what my God wants me to do. And in fact, by doing that, I'm serving him by helping me serve others because that's where I'm getting my direction. It's no longer my plan for the day. It's his. But that's how we start the day. Then, boom, quickly supplement it with some movement. 10, 15 minutes circuit style Get your heart rate up, get your joints moving, get your muscles loosened up, get the blood flowing throughout your body so that you're ready and you're feeling your brain to be more sharp, more crisp, more clear. You can think more clearly. You can solve problems more efficiently. You can have more energy, boosted confidence, yada, yada, yada. That's how we start the day. That's part of the system That needs to be the focus. The goal needs to be the system. So that way the system can help you reach the goal. Too many times we're missing the system part. We don't have the system in place. We think, oh, if I just do three sets of 10 and I do cardio for 30 minutes and I hit the elliptical for 60 minutes, oh, and then if I live off of a salad for the next year and a half, then finally, I'll be able to look good. No. That's, that's crap. Because no, nobody reaches that. The, the very few that can are the ones that are either genetic freaks, or they've, they've got some sort of... I mean, or they're, they're paid Hollywood actors that that's their, their job, or they're massively unemployed, and that's all they can do is just go to the gym. Guys, That's not my audience. Okay, My audience are the guys that are trying to build something special. Whether that be in their personal life, in their professional life. But I'm telling you, I've seen it over and over and over again. I've helped people create the system that's designed around their body, yet it's benefited every other aspect of their life. That's why I say... Try to help you optimize your health, wealth, and relationships. Because if we can get the one piece down, get the system down, everything else wins. Okay? Stop chasing things too quickly out of the gate. Stop taking things too casually and going too slow and not taking it seriously. Because all you need to do is get serious about making one little change. And that's how you start your day. And you'll notice over time, you're going to have a massive, massive impact. Okay? Well, um, I think there was another analogy that, uh, that James Clear had used in, in his book, Atomic Havocs. So it was talking about how, like, somebody that's, like, we're talking, like, old-timey, like, stonemason, okay? Just hammering away at that rock, okay? Hammers and hammers and hammers and hammers away at the rock. 10,000 times he hammers at the rock, and on below 10,001, the rock cracks open. Now you tell me, was it the 10,001st hit that broke the rock, or was it all the 10,000 little hits that led up to that 10,001st? So each hit seems minor, right? It doesn't seem like it's going to move the needle, but if it's the right strike, taken at the right time in the right place and you're able to repeat that consistently over and over and over and over again to the point where it's almost automatic. Okay, Now it's a part of you. Now it's your new identity. Then and only then will the rock break open. So guys, I want to thank you all for, for tuning in this week. No No pitch at the end. No sell, nothing like that. Um, but it's something that that I have a f- frequent conversation with about c- the power of consistency and setting yourself up in the right ways in order to have a long-term successful outcome versus short-term wins. Everybody can promote short-term wins, but that's not that's not what is going to move the needle for your life long-term. All right. So I appreciate you guys tuning into another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. Um, if you guys liked this episode, feel free to like it, share it, tag me in it. Uh, I want to be able to know that that you guys are receiving it well, that it's helping to reach more people that might need to hear this message, um, because that's what it's about. It's about trying to make an impact. It's about trying to, to create positive change. And I, I, I truly believe this. If we can change ourselves, men, we can change the world. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag Becoming a Better Man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families.